Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Western New York race fans, it's time to crank it up. Start your For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy. With your host. Let's go out there and have a good day, all right, buddy. Dave Buchanan. Good morning, race fans. 11.02 here on WGR Sports Radio 550, and welcome to another edition of WGR's Fast Track. I'm Dave Buchanan. Thanks for listening, as always. And, well, I guess Mother Nature making up for a crap weekend last weekend. We got a gorgeous one here in Western New York, Southern Ontario. Lots of racing action around the region, and uh, great to see uh, everybody having uh Lots of fun at the tracks this weekend on social media. Great show Friday night at the Big R with the Sid Jeffrey Memorial Fantastic Modified Race. Great battle between Eric Rudolph and Matt Williamson. Uh, just pumped, man. Great weekend and a lot, some big racing coming up this weekend, too, as we head for the Canada Day and 4th of July holiday week. Uh, and the fun starts this Thursday night at Lancaster with the Race of Champions Modified Series. So fired up about that and fired up for this great show with you here this morning on WGR Sports Radio 550. Lots to talk about, not only the local stuff, but just lots going on in the NASCAR world. Uh, between today's race at Sonoma for the Cup Series, you heard Mike mention in the update, uh, which will be live here on WGR, coming up at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Our friends at the Performance Racing Network will have live flag-to-flag coverage, pre-race at 2 o'clock, uh, green flag just after 3 o'clock this afternoon uh, with Doug Rice and the gang from PRN. Sonoma, California, the Toyota Save Mart 350 for the Monster Energy Cup Series, the first of two, <clears throat> excuse me there, uh, first of two road course races on the Cup Series schedule here in 2019. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Uh, also coming up on today's program, last week we talked to Andy Lally from the IMSA uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship because they're headed to Watkins Glen International this coming weekend. Speaking of big racing in the area next weekend, the Salem Six Hours at the Glen is this uh, coming weekend at Watkins Glen International. And uh, one of the friends, one of, a friend of our program, Michael Princeup from Watkins Glen, the track president, Western New York native, will join us here in about oh, 11 minutes or so. We'll get Michael's... Uh, take on what's happened at the Glen so far this year and their preparations for the Salem Six Hours plus, of course, uh, their NASCAR weekend date uh, coming up in August with the GoldBowling.com at the Glen for the Monster Energy Cup Series. Uh, lots to talk about, as I said, and phone lines are open for you here at 803-0550, and one 888 is the toll-free number. You can also tweet us. We're on Twitter at FastTrack550. That's at Fast Track 550 and Facebook.com slash WGR Fast Track are the ways to get a hold of us through the social media world. And today's race at Sonoma, Kyle Larson on the pole. And I didn't, I hadn't been paying attention, I guess, to qualifying at Sonoma the last couple of years because this is the third straight year Kyle Larson has won the pole at Sonoma. I couldn't believe that stat when I read it because, you know, you think of, you hear the name Kyle Larson, you don't think, yeah, he's one of the better road course races in the Cup Series. No, not really. Of course, you think of more for his. 
uh, outside runs and driving a sprint car. So this is the third year in a row that Kyle Larson's won the pole. However, his race results don't always uh, carry over to his qualifying performance because he's never finished higher than 12th in a race at Sonoma, California. So uh, he's hoping to finally uh, put the good qualifying effort to good use and have a solid race run today at Sonoma as he starts on the pole. He's joined alongside William Byron here on the front row. Row two will be Joey Logano and Chase Elliott, Daniel Suarez and Denny Hamlin in row three. Kyle Busch and Martin Truex. Martin has won a couple of races at Sonoma, including the, uh, the defending race winner in the uh, Bass Pro Shops Toyota for Joe Gibbs Racing. He will start eighth. Ryan Blaney, Chris Busher, who's having a pretty decent decent season for JTG Doherty Racing, uh, starts 10th today. Rounds out your top 10 star- starters. Other notable names in the field, Jimmy Johnson rolls off 11th. Clint Boyer starting 14th today. Kurt Busch always does pretty good on the road courses, but he starts back in 16th. Ryan Priest starts in 20th, and Ryan's already had an eventful weekend in Sonoma. Uh, Ryan, of course, the modified ace, doesn't have a whole lot of road course experience. But he uh, tried to get some track time in Sonoma uh, this weekend. He ran the KNN West Series race and was leading the race on the final uh, green-white checkered restart and was black flag for jumping the final start and uh, had to hand the win to Noah Gragson. And uh, it was a pretty close call, but if you go, uh, the race was on Fans Choice TV, and so there was some clips up on Twitter, and uh, not only did Priest get uh, black flag for jumping a start. Gregson actually did earlier in the race, and they looked like almost identical events. So uh, the call might not might not have been the greatest of calls by NASCAR. It was you know right on the line. It seemed like, but when it came down to the consistency of the calls, I had to give it to NASCAR because they got Gregson for the same thing earlier in the race. But regardless, uh, Ryan Priest was not happy with how that played out and denied him a, a win there in the KN West Series race. But either way, Ryan does get himself some uh, valuable track time to get prepared for his first uh, cup start on a road course for JTG Doherty Racing. Uh, Rounding out some other notable names, Brad Keselowski starts 22nd, Kevin Harvick 23rd, and uh, Bubba Wallace back in 30th today in the uh, 38-car field for today's Toyota Save Mart 350. Now, it's a little bit different track at Sonoma than we've seen in recent years. you got to go back over 20 years, in fact, to 1997 since NASCAR last race. This layout you're going to see today at Sonoma, California. You're going to hear a lot about this probably, whether you listen to the PRN broadcast on WGR today or watching the uh, broadcast on Fox this afternoon. But uh, Sonoma, in honor of the facility's 50th anniversary, is going back to the original layout that the Cup Series used to run until 1997. Um, The corner known as 3A that leads into Turn 4. The last 20 years, they come off of Turn 4 and go down this little short chute straight away to what is officially known as Turn 7, and they would kind of bypass this infield section of the road course. And the reason for that was 20 years ago when the sport was actually growing and more people were coming to the events. Uh, Sonoma decided to put this in, allowed them to put some extra seating in the facility. And also uh, that infield part of the road course wasn't really accessible to uh, grandstand fans. So they, they put in that short shoot and, you know, you see the guys always do that two wheel hop off that one corner heading into the short shoot and they go into turn seven and then the S's. Well, now they've brought back that interior section and uh, you'll hear it called, referred to as the carousel because of the big sweeping left-hand corner that the uh, drivers go through. Um, the big sweeping left-hander that takes them to the end of the drag strip for a long straightaway shot before they head back to turn seven in the S's. So it, it's going to add a little uh, length to the a lap itself. It's also t- They've also taken 20 laps out of the overall race distance. I think it went from... I think it's uh, 90 to 70 laps or 110 to 90 laps today at, at Sonoma. Um 
and with so it'll because it's a longer course they're going to run fewer laps to to meet the uh, the 350 kilometer distance that this race is traditionally run under but uh, I'm I'm excited to to see this layout back in use um, especially uh, the, given the propensity of uh, road course racing in uh, general in NASCAR over the last decade or so and how physical it gets so more um, uh, more more passing, more opportunities for passing, and more opportunities for maybe a little physical contact between these cars too. So uh, excited to see how the race plays out with this uh, extra section thrown back into the layout at Sonoma. No word if this is a permanent switch uh, or just uh, they're doing it just this year to the the fifty for the fiftieth anniversary of the facility at Sonoma, California. But uh, I'm assuming if it adds to a more exciting race, although the racing has been pretty good at Sonoma the last few years, not like it hasn't been exciting. They may keep it for future use. It's not like they tore up the uh, the short shoot uh, that the uh, cup drivers have run on in, the, in over the past 20 years or so. Plus, it's interesting the fact that no driver in the field has ever run a cup race with that infield section, and no driver in the field was running 20 years ago. So I think there's a couple drivers that might have experienced in other forms of motorsports. I thought I heard, like, even Kyle Busch might have run that uh, in a Legends car growing up uh, out west. So, But beyond that, no driver has had it done it in a cup car, which is why you saw a handful of cup drivers run the K&N West Series race uh, yesterday there at Sonoma, California, just to get them some extra track time, including... Um, Ryan Priest and his uh, controversy in the finish. The other th big thing about today's race, more importantly, the broadcast on Fox, it is the final broadcast for Darrell Waltrip as Fox uh, will put their coverage for the 29th season to bed after today. And uh, DW is uh, stepping aside. We've already kind of talked about this earlier this year when uh, there was some slight controversy based on a column Jenna Fryer wrote about the whole situation uh, when it was the rumors were starting to swirl that DW was going to be stepping down after this year. Uh, I am grateful that this this day is finally here. Uh, no bones about it. Not a fan of DW's uh, performance in the broadcast booth, especially over the last few years. Not that DW is a bad guy or anything, but just um, just his shtick got old. I mean, I, I really enjoyed Fox's three man booth of Mike Joy, Larry McReynolds, and DW when they started back in two thousand and one, and uh, it was you know really enjoyed it for maybe the first I don't know ten twelve years that they uh, had the that those guys together in the booth. But ever since the arrival of Jeff Gordon in the Fox booth these last couple of seasons, uh, you know, DW has kind of been like the, the one piece out of place on the Fox broadcast, uh, whereas his uh, knowledge of being behind the wheel has become kind of outdated because he hasn't raced in over 20 years, whereas Jeff is just fresh out of the car. So he had a fresher take on uh, what the drivers were going through in the race, and DW was just trying to, just just tries to find his way into every comment, and uh, I'm looking forward to next season when it's just going to be a two-man booth for Fox. Uh, Fox has already said that they're not going to replace DW; that it's just going to be Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon in the broadcast booth, and they'll still have you know Larry McReynolds as an, uh, an, an a pit, a pit analyst on the side, along with their um, roster of pit reporters that all do a fine job. But um, you know, boogity boogity boogie doesn't do it for me anymore, and uh, just. Uh, Looking forward to uh, you know not having to hear DW uh, anymore in a Fox broadcast. However, I will say that his contributions to the sport are great. Uh, he was he's one of the all-time greatest drivers in the sport for his three championships, for his 84, 85 wins in his career. A phenomenal driver, Hall of Fame talent, one of the all-time greats, and his contribution to the television broadcast have been. Great, again, especially for maybe the first decade of his work with Fox Sports. 
but looking forward to uh, seeing DW step aside after this season. But regardless, I'm sure there'll be uh, numerous tributes throughout the TV broadcast today, and um, he will be. Uh, it'll be a, a great uh, salute to DW on today's broadcast with the folks over at Fox. But uh, wish him the best in his retirement, and. Uh, you can hear more from DW, actually, as we talked about last week with Nate Ryan from NBC Sports. Uh, Nate's podcast with DW is out, and there's some good stuff in there with uh, between him and Daryl Waltrip. With that, we're going to go to the Western Hotline and bring in, from Watkins Glen International, Hamburg native, friend of the program, track president Michael Printup joins us on the line. Michael, good morning, my friend. How are you, sir? Good morning, Dave. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No problem. And uh, you're one of your big events of the year. Coming up next weekend, the Salem Six Hours at the Glen for the uh, IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. How is things looking here just uh, six, seven days out from your big event? Yeah, it's, uh, it comes fast. You know, we start planning in November of last year, and all of a sudden it's uh, June, which is awesome. We, we always look forward to having this event, Joe Salen and his family. Uh, just 100, 150 years of Joe Salen's products in, in this market or in, across the country, but uh, it's awesome. We're ready to go. I mean, uh, we got a little, a little too much rain, but we're going to finish off, uh, finish off the ground this week with dry weather, and uh, uh, we're going to open up the gates, and we're going to start racing on Thursday. Yeah, not just the short tracks in the uh, New York State area have been feeling the pain. You guys too, I bet, with uh, the campgrounds and all the parking lots. Uh, I'm sure you're you're just enjoying this nice stretch of warm weather to kind of dry things out. Yeah, we sure hope so. But um, you know, it, it's uh, luck will come our way. It'll it'll be the, another great challenge event, and you know, with all the race cars we got coming, we got four great series. We got 19 different manufacturers. I mean, I don't know what else you can ask for as a race fan. It's, uh, you got a party, you got racing, and you got uh, six hours of fun on Sunday. And you got dollar hot dogs too. I, I was going to ask you about. You mentioned already, kind of name dropped the folks from Salins already, but I mean Salins. Uh, you know, they're now the sponsor of the downtown ballpark here in Buffalo. They sponsor the Modified of Patrick Emmerling that runs uh, on the Modified Tours here in the region. But, of course, Salem's a big partner with you folks. And uh, I, I, this dollar hot dog promotion sounds exciting. Yeah, you know, there's nothing better. When you, gotta, when you have a sponsor like Joe Salem and his family, you know, you just you got to make sure everybody gets a hot dog in their hands. And mm-hmm. it's like, all right, we'll, we'll make you get a hot dog in your hand because we're going to do dollar hot dogs during the weekend. But then Friday night, Joe Sand and I are um, we're having an event in the infield, free hot dogs for all the campers. So, nice. Uh, yeah, something else to have fun with, and uh, you know, just to promote the Sands brand. There's nothing better. Uh, we had Andy Lally on the show last week, Michael, and of course, Andy loves coming to your facility. A four-time winner of the Salem Six Hours, and he's going to be part of that uh, exciting GT uh, Daytona division, in the Six Hours. But um, the Isma Sports Cars always put on a good show. And uh, it's going to be uh, quite a race next weekend as part of the Sunday portion of the program. But, um, as you mentioned, four different series, really over 24 hours of racing. What are some of the other series that are going to be taking part in the festivities next weekend? Well, I, I, you got the uh, Time of the Downs race on Saturday, which is the, you know, formerly the uh, Continental race. You know, you, you got Corvettes, you got BMWs, you got Audis. Uh, you just got a whole slew of these beautiful cars that come out and race. So, you know, and you got the the other series is the Lamborghini series, the the Trofeo Lamborghini. You know, you have twenty eight thirty of the hottest cars in the world. Uh, you know, very expensive cars, as we all know. And they come out and race. They just race and race and race. It's that's one of my favorite races during the weekend in terms of competition point of view. Um, but you know, you you can't beat six hours when and Andy Lally, um, everybody uh, that comes out and drives. You know, Ryan Eversley will be here. 
all the big stars will be here, you know. So it's it's uh, we're really looking forward to it, and, and we're going to celebrate um, 50 years of, of IMSA as well. And John, and John Bishop, who was one of the original creators with Mr. France, uh, John has passed on, but his son Mitch Bishop is one of our honorary race officials coming this weekend. So we're keeping it in the family, and uh, the Bishop family started IMSA, and we're, we're going to keep on representing and, and recognizing them. Salem six hours coming up this weekend at Watkins Glen International. You can go to theglen.com for tickets. And, uh, Michael, I've got some friends. They've been going for the last, I don't know, four or five years to this event. And not only just like the the cup weekend, it's not only just spectating the race as well, but they go for the fun of just camping out for the weekend too. And they, they camp right alongside the uh, inner loop there. And uh, that that's as big a part of it as anything, is the fans that camp out all weekend to enjoy all the racing. Yeah, that, that's always been a big part, and we keep we keep making it bigger and better. I mean, we we add bathrooms and add showers every single year, permanent showers. So, uh, you know, there's, we're trying to get rid of the portable showers. It's not the best experience, but the campers are the lifeblood of Watkins Gun International. And you know, you've heard me say this before. We could race bathtubs uh, on wheels, and you know, we'd still have twenty thousand people there. So, it's a it's a great place to camp. It's a great place. And IMSA, uh, you know, there's a lot of accessibility. You can walk or drive from corner to corner to corner, check out your favorite spots on the, uh, on the racetrack. So it's a lot of fun. And the autograph sessions, you know, everything's so open for IMSA. And I think that's what the fans, I know that's what the fans really enjoy. When you can go get an autograph from Lolly or Eversley or Catherine Legg, or, you know, whoever it might be, we've got some great racers in this sport. Michael, of course, uh, once the uh, six, six hours is done next weekend, uh, some of your attention, of course, turns to the uh, Finger Lake Wine Festival and then, of course, the Gold Bowling at the Glen for the Cup Series coming up in August. And saw some good news recently that uh, you and your uh, team are, are well on way to, uh, on their way to another uh, reserve ticket sellout, it sounds like, for the Cup weekend. Yeah, it looks like we're trending for our fifth um, grand sellout, which means that uh, there's plenty of admission tickets, as we all know. And um, if you caught the news earlier this year, we added another burn. We had the, the famous Formula One burn, obviously still exists in Turn 11. Uh, but we added a new burn in Turn 1. Uh, we dug up a lot of dirt. We had some leftover. We like put it all over there. So great places to watch. you got a big screen down there. Uh, we have 13 big screens for NASCAR. Um, and, you know, we, we got to celebrate our new relationship with Genesee and Labatt, too. You know, that's a, that's a great program this year. And, you know, Toyota will be leading the pace car race, so it's going to be another great NASCAR sellout race. And, uh, yeah, the folks at Genesee, also a proud sponsor of this program, and, the, of course, tagline says the official beer of Watkins Glen International, and uh, that's that's a pretty sharp pace car you guys put together. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it was a lot of fun. We worked with Toyota. They actually gave us um, uh, three extra cars this year. So it was like let's 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 uh, draw it up. So we'll have a go bowling car. We'll have a Genesee car. We'll have obviously the Toyota car. We'll have a Salem car. You know, we just uh, we, we get to spread the love through everybody now. <laughs> Michael, uh, you know, we talked last time we had you on was, of course, right after the 2020 schedule announcement for the Cup Series, and we know that next year your Cup weekend is going to be two weeks later than normal because of NBC's Olympic coverage. Uh, how has that been going with uh, getting your, your uh, message uh, prepared to alert the fans for next year's event? And uh, any news on uh, 2021 and beyond where your place in the schedule might be? No, you know, we... The Olympics are great. Obviously, we don't like to go head to head with them from a TV point of view. Sure. Uh, from a live audience, I mean, for 28, 29 years, you know, we've been hosting NASCAR the first weekend of August. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a change. But um, 
Um, so we'll dive into the middle of August next year. We're hoping in 2021. I mean, we've we've talked to NASCAR. We said we'd really prefer to go back to our first week of August. We hope it. We hope we go back. Um, haven't had any um, major resistance yet, but you know we haven't started the campaign either. Uh, we'll start at the obviously NASCAR weekend to make sure everybody's uh, aware of it. And Michael, some other news surrounding the facility. Of course, um, you guys terminated the contract with the promoters of Woodstock Fifty. Uh, there's a lot. There was a lot of controversy surrounding the event when tickets were supposed to go on sale and everything. And uh, unfortunately, you just had to, you know, do what the abide by the status of the contract, and you were guys kind of forced into this issue. Yeah, it, it was. Um, you, know, you know, there was internal strife there, not with us. Right. We were just the landlord. We yep. were trying to help guide them, but they. They just weren't organized, and it, it wasn't. Uh, we were afraid it was not going to be a show worthy of being held at Watkins Glen International. And uh, with the breach, um, it was it was just easier to you know, part ways and let them go find another venue and and uh, take us off the schedule. You know, that's uh, we'll go back to uh, working with them um, um, with Fish, of course, mm. but uh, we'll go back and work with some other promoters for um, see what we can put together for the next few years. Wrap it up here with Michael Printup for Watkins Glen. Michael, of course, as I was talking about before we had you on, the cup race at Sonoma today, uh, the Sonoma Raceway up there, the other road course. Uh, do, you, do you get amped up just to kind of watch this event and, and kind of give you guys some ideas maybe of uh, how to promote your event with what goes down in today's race? Hey, you know me well, Dave. <laughs> I, I, I do get amped up. I, I love the Sonoma Racetrack. Uh, the leadership out there is awesome. Uh, we exchanged some notes on Thursday, just uh, well wishes. And, uh, you know, I love to see, obviously, the cup cars at, at, at road courses. And since there's only two of them, it's, uh, uh, they get my vote for number two. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're we're ready to go. You know, Steve Page and, and the group out there are putting together an awesome show. Um, I hear the attendance is supposed to be awesome today, so I can't wait to see some of the aerials. Uh, that's always great. They You know, they struggle with. Uh, they have struggled with, you know, being caught between San Francisco and the wine industry out there. Uh, but I look forward to it, man. It's it, This is going to be a fun race, and they're racing the carousel this year, so it'll make it even more fun. Yeah, and obviously the the talk along with the carousel coming back to Sonoma for the first time in over 20 years uh, turns to Watkins Glen and, and the talk of the boot there at the Glen and, and, and extending your uh, track to go for the full traditional layout with the boot that makes for a longer lap, which may – make for a shorter race has there been any discussions whether internally or with nascar about ever adding the boot to the course that the cup cars run on no not recently you know it, it faded away after a couple of years ago we tried um i think that you know we'll look at it we've got an anniversary coming up in a few years so mm-hmm. uh, maybe we'll capitalize off what sonoma did with their anniversary and do the same thing who knows but mm-hmm. um, i'd like to see i'd like to see at least the xfinity series get back there but on the boot um, so we're just going to, we're going to hold off and then we'll hit NASCAR when it's appropriate. And, uh, and, uh, of course, and have some fun with that. Very good. I know that was a topic I heard often this week when people were kind of comparing it to what they were doing at Sonoma. So, uh, I, I think, I, I think I preferred ha- having the cup cars just on their, their traditional layout. I, I, that's uh, more used to it and, and save the boot for, uh, the sports car series and some of the other series that run there. But this weekend they will be on the boot along with the rest of the facility there at Watkins Glen International, the sailing six hours at the Glen for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Michael, best of luck with your event next weekend. Hopefully the weather is gorgeous and uh, hopefully uh, some folks go to theglen.com, pick up some tickets, and we'll talk to you again very soon, and we'll be seeing you in just uh, a month or so for Cup Weekend.
You got it. Thanks for having me on, Dave. I appreciate it. Take care, Michael. We'll see you soon. All right, bye-bye. All right, Michael Prince up Watkins Glen International again. TheGlen.com for tickets for next weekend. Salem, six hours at the Glen. Really, it's if you've always wanted to go to the Glen and maybe you know you did want to deal with the crowd of an NASCAR race, this is a little more approachable. They get lots of people, but it's more camping-based versus maybe grandstand-based. So if you got a family, you got some young kids, that you want them to see the facility, go to an event, this might be approachable, more approachable for a first-timer than maybe going for the Cup weekend. And as Michael said, there's lots of access. You can get into the paddock and everything, and there's lots of driver autograph sessions. A very fan-friendly, family-friendly weekend. Uh, up there at Watkins Gun International, so I uh, hope you check it out. And, uh, again, theglen.com for tickets. Thanks to Michael for stopping by. When we come back, open phones here for the next segment, 803-0551-888-552-550. I uh, want to talk about a couple of things that went down last weekend with the uh, Gandor Outdoor Truck Series at Iowa Speedway. We're going to talk about that when we get back here on Fast Track on WGR. Hi, this is Brad Keselowski. Driver of the number two discount tire Ford. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. Still makes me laugh. WGR. <laughs> I don't know. Makes me chuckle every time. 11:31 here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Dave Buchanan and uh, WGR's Fast Track on this gorgeous Sunday afternoon here in Western New York. Hope you've been having a great weekend. I've had a busy one Friday night at the Big R. Uh, had a wedding last night. Beautiful. Uh, Golf course out in Akron, and uh, looking forward to uh, cook out with some family today, too, as well. And uh, so got racing, got family stuff, and got all the bases covered. Uh, lots of other racing action going on around the world. Formula One in action this morning for the uh, French Grand Prix, Grand Prix of Fran- France. And, uh, again, I don't feel like this is any kind of spoiler because Lewis Hamilton won, so you, you could have guessed that. So if you DVR'd it, I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, Lewis Hamilton won, Botas second, Mercedes won two. Charles Leclerc rounding out the podium for uh, Ferrari. Uh, Max Verstappen finishing fourth for Red Bull. And uh, Sebastian Vettel rounded out the top five uh, there at the uh, Grand Prix of France. Uh, NHRA in Norwalk this weekend, about as close as they get to Western New York. Uh, if you're, I, I know some folks that are uh, checking things out there this weekend. Ron Caps, your uh, number one qualifier in Funny Car today uh, there at Norwalk, Ohio. Mike Janis qualified number two in Pro Modified and uh, is supposed to face Erica Enders in round one. However, Erica, despite setting a, a national speed record in Pro Mod uh, during qualifying, she had the en- a terrible engine fire. Very scary incident. It's on social media. Uh, it's out there if you haven't had a chance to see it as of yet. But Erica Enders had a scary uh, engine fire in her Pro Modified uh, just after resetting the national speed record in Pro Mod. So I'm not sure if she's going to make the call for eliminations, which would give Mike a uh, buy through uh, into the round two of the uh, Pro Modified category there at Norwalk, Ohio today. So uh, if you're uh, headed out there or there now listening to us, I uh, hope you have a, a great weekend. They got great weather for it too there in Norwalk, Ohio today. Just a lot of, as you heard Michael say, just talk about how wet things are at the Glen there with the campgrounds and the parking lots. Just a, a lot of racing facilities in the region. Uh, just with all the rain we've gotten this spring, really have been hoping for weather like this to kind of dry things out. Uh, last weekend, uh, Iowa Speedway, they had some rain, and the Truck Series race got postponed from uh, Saturday night to uh, early Sunday afternoon, as we talked about here on the show. And the race itself had a little bit of controversy throughout. A couple of incidents I uh, wanted to talk about. The first one involved uh, Johnny Sauter and Austin Hill during the race. Uh, 
Austin got into the back of Johnny Sauter, and they made contact, and Sauter spun out. And then Sauter came back under caution and crashed into the truck of Austin Hill. Uh, NASCAR immediately parked Johnny Sauter and also suspended him for the race last night at uh, Gateway Motorsports Park near St. Louis. Uh, however, he does still get to keep his playoff uh, qualification because Johnny does have a win so far here in 2019 in the Truck Series. But uh, that's definitely uh, an ugly scene whenever that happens. I don't like it when race car drivers use their car as a weapon, so to speak. Uh, not that the contact during the race is wrong, and he, but when they go after another driver intentionally damaging them, especially under caution, I hate it whenever that happens. We've seen, obviously, some terrible outcomes with events like that. And uh, just just a bad scene all around. So I, I applaud NASCAR for parking Johnny Sauter. Uh, although it's kind of lame, he still gets to qualify the playoffs because of it. Um, and I got more on that in just a second about playoff qualifications. But uh, definitely a, a bad thing all around when that happens. Johnny decided to use his week off to go late model racing in his native Wisconsin. But uh, he'll be back with the Truck Series uh, for their next event, which I believe is Pocono, coming up in a couple of weeks. But uh, never like seeing drivers uh, use their cars or trucks as weapons. So I was glad NASCAR uh, at least suspended him for one race. The other uh, controversy last week in Iowa had to do with the winner, Ross Chastain. For the first time this season, we had a an event that, uh, you know, right before the season we talked about it, where tech inspection will now happen right after the race for all three major national series in NASCAR. And if the winner is found foul, uh, to have gone foul of the rules, uh, he will be disqualified and not be the winner. And that is a definitely change in NASCAR's policy that they've had for over 60 years. And I knew it was going to happen at some point this year, and we finally got it last week at Iowa where Ross Chastain's truck, he won the race. They inspected the truck after the race, and the truck was too low uh, based on the ride height rule where the nose of the truck has to be so far off the ground. Uh, they found he had broken that rule. They tried to, you know, make some adjustments in tech. They let him put air in the tires and did a few things, let the truck cool down to see if it would eventually settle into that legal category, and it didn't, and he got bounced. He lost the race. Uh, Brett Moffitt was declared the official winner and gets credit in the playoff points uh, that, and the qualification for the playoffs because of it, and uh, Chastain was uh, had the win taken away from him and his Nice Motorsports team. So I was shocked. Well, again, I expected it to happen this year at least once, but I was shocked whom it happened to, uh, a smaller truck series team versus I'd expect it to happen in the cup series this year from one of the bigger teams, especially a team that may have already won a cup race this year, like a, a Joe Gibbs racing team or a Penske racing team, Stuart Haas team, you know, one of those teams that you see win a lot of races that maybe have – can, can take a chance maybe with the rules and see if they can get away with something. I was expecting that's where we we're going to see it happen at least once this year. There was going to be one guinea pig that would run a foul of this and to have a win taken away, but instead it happened in the truck series. So, uh, again, just uh, something you don't see and you don't see often in NASCAR. Uh, it has drivers have had wins taken away in the uh, what is now the Xfinity Series, Bush Series uh, throughout its history in the, in the 70s and 80s, but really uh, you don't see often where. You don't see it as much, and especially in the Cup Series, you've probably never really seen it, uh, where a, a winner of the race was straight up disqualified and had a win taken away. So that was just kind of a little history. And an interesting story for uh, Ross Chastain, too, because of what he's been going through uh, this season. Ross Chastain, uh, at the start of this season, was expected to run a full Xfinity Series ride for Chip Ganassi Racing. He had full sponsorship on it. Trying to remember now the company's name, I believe it was called Solar Liberty. And before the season started, that company was raided by the FBI. The owner was uh, put in jail, and uh, they 
done some, uh, you know, alleged uh, some kind of financial crimes, I believe it was. So Ross lost his backing for the season, lost the sponsorship. Chip Ganassi folded the Xfinity Series team, and Ross found himself without a full-time ride going into 2019 after all that went down. Ross certainly made up for it. He got himself a not only a, a, another ride in the Xfinity Series, but also that Nice Motorsports ride in the Truck Series and a ride in the Cup Series. He's going to run all three series. He'd run almost every race this year in all three major series combined. He missed maybe just one or two because of scheduling issues. And, in fact, I think he's even going to uh, – I think he, I think he's going to be in the field today uh, at Sonoma. I think he's flying out there uh, to run the race at Sonoma. And, uh, you know, so I gave him credit for, for carrying on despite, you know – through no fault of his all, through no fault of his own, lost his ride in the Xfinity Series. He had a full time ride with one of the top teams in the sport, and boom, it went away just like that. So I applaud him for kind of dusting himself off, getting out there, hustling, and getting himself three rides in all three major series, and, and uh, trying to make a go of it. Now, at the start of the season, he had declared himself for the Xfinity Series points. Of course, drivers have to do that in NASCAR. You can only earn points in one of the three major national series. That's why you see Kyle Busch not leading the truck series points despite winning four or five races this year because he's declared himself for the cup series. So Chastain had initially declared himself for the Xfinity series. And then right before that race at Iowa, they decided, well, we're not having much luck in the Xfinity series, but this truck series ride we got is not too bad. So we're going to declare for the Xfinity series. And all he had to do to make the playoffs would be to win a race and finish in the top t- uh, 20 of the driver points. That's all you have to do to qualify for the playoffs. You don't even have to run the full season technically, which is a point I'm going to get to in a second that drives me nuts personally. Uh, but he was, they decided to go for it. It's like, all right, we're going to try and make the truck playoffs and go for the championship. Well, they uh, thought they got their win last weekend at Iowa until it was taken away. And then the truck series uh, headed to gateway last night and Chastain, Bounced back and got the win last night at Gateway Motorsports Park. And this time it stuck because the truck passed post-race inspection. And he's the official winner of the truck race last night at Gateway. And uh, so he's got his win now. And uh, really, he's not that far out of a a playoff spot either. Or to qualify for the playoffs, he, again, needs to finish top 20 in the truck series points. He is 26th, uh, believe it or not, uh, already just with uh, the couple of races races worth of points he's earned since declaring for the truck series and he only needs to make up about 40 points to get into the top 20 because of uh well he's got some easy competition to be honest to 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 pass to make in the top 20 some names like uh jennifer joe cobb and uh angela angela rutch there's a couple of drivers that are kind of back field fillers and back markers in the truck series so passing them with one of the top trucks in the series and that uh, is capable of winning every race he should make the top 20 easily and uh, make the playoffs. So I guess a, a happy ending for Chastain and also, you know, just going through the experience of, of seeing a driver in one of the national series have his win taken away. But this gets me to my other point. Me personally is I can't stand the fact that guys can qualify for the playoffs and win a championship without, you know, running, uh, running the full season. I mean, technically, um, Chastain has run every truck series race this year, but hasn't earned points technically in all, all 11 of those races. So, um, so I, I do find it kind of silly that, you know, even though he's technically not earned points in all 11 races, uh, that he'll still be able to call for the playoffs and go for the championship, though not technically, you know, running the full season. So that's, um, 
me personally, I've always, you know, the year Kyle Bush won his Kyle Bush won his championship, I was not a fan because he had missed so much of the season that broken leg. But uh, I just, I don't know, that's just something that bugs me personally. But he'll have a shot to doing it. He's, uh, you know, he, he's run all eleven races, so I guess you could say he's run every race, and he's going to eventually run every race in the schedule. But he wasn't earning points that whole time, so I wish, um, you know, he had to qualify in the top eight or 12 or, or high, I don't know, just had to do more to, to make the playoffs instead of simply finishing in the top 20. Although I guess that goes to, to speak more upon the uh, level of talent in the truck series, whereas there's only kind of a handful of guys in the truck series that are, are really strong. And then the rest of the field kind of thins out, you know, once you get past mid pack that, uh, that he's able to get so high in the standing so quickly because of the, the level of talent at the back half of the truck series fields. Looking at the rest of the truck standings, Grant Enfinger is your series points leader. Uh, he is still looking for a win this year. So are a lot of guys that aren't named Kyle Busch in the truck series. But uh, Grant Enfinger leads the points inning. Stuart Friesen finished third last night at Gateway. Uh, had a little uh, run-in with Christian Eckes late in the race, but finished third. He is 54 back of Enfinger. All Stewart, of course, still looking for a win in the truck series. Matt Crafton is third. Ben Rhodes is fourth. Brett Moffitt is fifth after uh, getting the credit for the Iowa win last week, uh, winning a race without leading a lap. Uh, Harrison Burton, Austin Hill, Todd Gillen, and Sheldon Creed, and Johnny Sauter round out the top 10. And Sauter is still in playoff contention despite being suspended for last night's race. And again, goes to my point of you should have to run every race to win a championship, in my opinion. But the uh, addition of Chastain into the proceedings for the Truck Series playoffs really puts more pressure on the Kyle Busch Motorsports drivers. And I think we we talked to um, uh, Matt Weaver about this a couple of weeks ago coming out of Texas uh, and when Greg Biffle won the truck race there for KBM, but the 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 KBM truck drivers, you know, Todd Gillen and Harrison Burton, now they still don't have a win this year, and now they've got another guy that's jumped is going to jump ahead of them in the standings because he has won a race in Chastain. So it's uh, really going to be a tough push for those two young men, Harrison Burton and uh, Todd Gillen, to uh, remain uh, in the playoffs without a win, and and really a. You know, there's a lot of guys at the top of the standings still looking for a win this year and a slip-up. You know, Stuart Friesen, despite being second in the standings right now, if he has a couple off weeks, uh, he can really put himself on the bubble to make the Truck Series playoffs at well uh, for the second straight year in his uh, career there with uh, Hallmar Friesen Racing. So 803-0551, 888-552-550 there. Uh, you know, what your thoughts on uh, the, the Johnny Sauter incident last weekend there at Iowa and what Ch- Ross Chastain's going through uh, to see is the win taken away, uh, him winning yesterday, and uh, being able to be eligible for the playoffs. If you have any thoughts on that, 803-0551-888-550-2550, though. We get back here on the program, we'll run through the local racing roundup. When it, It'll actually be a racing roundup of substance, if you will, because tracks actually got to run this weekend. So uh, happy to uh, have some results here coming back, and we'll wrap up this edition of Fast Track uh, here on WGR. Let's find out who visited Victory Lane this weekend. It's time for the local racing roundup on WGR's Fast Track. And like I said, a full slate of results to bring your way. Friday night, uh, Lancaster Dragway did get a show in, but because of the uh, rain that kind of rolled through the Lancaster area on Friday afternoon, plus some other issues, they didn't get to finish the show completely, and it was a split in all classes, but they did have over 190 cars on hand there Friday night at Lancaster Dragway. Friday at Ranceville, a barn burner of a 50-lap modified race between uh, Eric Rudolph and Matt Williamson. They went back and forth 
for the lead, and then Eric pulled this amazing almost four-wide pass in lap traffic while racing Williamson for the lead with about six laps to go. Uh, Rudolph got the win over Matt Williamson. Scott Kerwin came out of retirement, so to speak, to win the Sid Jeffrey Memorial Sportsman race, driving Bubby Pollock's uh, sportsman car. Mike Kramars won the mini stock race, and David Fingerlow won the novice sportsman race there Friday at the Big R. This Friday night, big fireworks display uh, at the Ransomville Speedway. Saturday action, Genesee Speedway last night. Jimmy Johnson got the win in the crate late models. No, not that one. And Jim Harbison got the win in the sportsman, his uh, first win in a while there at Genesee. Josh Pangrazio in the street stocks. Eric Weiss in the mini stocks. And Allison DeWitt got the win in the Bandits. Merrittville Speedway last night. They had the Southern Ontario sprints there. Dylan Westbrook, who's quite the talent, picked up the win over Ryan Turner and Mitch Brown. Matt Williamson made up for his runner-up finish on Friday night with a win Saturday at Merrittville over Gary Lindbergh and Pete Bicknell. Rob Murray, another Hoosier stock win. Jay Moulton got the win in the four cylinders. Uh, also, last night, uh, Wyoming County International Speedway, uh, Neil Dietz got the win in the SST Modifieds. Dave Krawczyk, surprise, surprise, got a super stock win. And David Himes got the win in the four cylinders there at Wyoming County. Uh, State Line Speedway did get a show in last night, too. I don't have the full results, but I do at least know that they had the BRP uh, Big Block Modified Tour, and uh, Jeremiah Shingledecker picked up the win, which is one of my favorite names in racing, over uh, Rex King Jr., Cooter King, and uh, Kyle Fink rounded out the top three there in the BRP Modifieds. Couldn't find uh, complete results for State Line, but did, uh, thanks to BRP Modifieds uh, social media, able to at least get their top three for their feature last night. Tonight, another gorgeous night here in Western New York and Southern Ontario. And if you want to see some racing, you can head over to the Humberstone Speedway for Fan Appreciation Day. Admissions just 10 bucks Canadian. So what's that, like 12 U.S., 13 U.S.? Uh, they've got the uh, BEI Lightning Sportsman Series, uh, Northeast Late Model Association, Duel on the Dirt Races for the Thunderstocks and Mini Stocks, plus Pro 4 Trucks, and it's Autograph Night Jam Pack Show over there in Port Colborne this evening for the uh, Humberstone Speedway. And then uh, coming up this week's big one, Thursday night, Lancaster, the first stock car race of the year at Lancaster Speedway at New York International Raceway Park. The Race of Champions Modified Series, Old Boy Cup 5, a 60-lap shootout for the Modifieds at Lancaster. Uh, so far, so good in the forecast, and I'm sure we'll have a big crowd on hand, but you got to be there to support the start of the stock car season at Lancaster. Street stocks, four-cylinders, NYPA TQ midgets, racing starts at 7 o'clock at Lancaster this Thursday night for the Old Boy Cup. And then a jam-packed weekend next weekend, too. All the local tracks have their weekly shows. And then Monday is next Monday is Canada Day. Merrittville's got a special show on a Canada Day Monday with uh, the Race of Champions Dirt Sportsman Series. So this time of year is always great because there is lots of local racing to check out throughout the area. So hopefully you find your way to your favorite racetrack here over the next couple of weeks and support uh, our local racing community. That'll do it for us here today on Fast Track. Next week's show, mark your calendars down. We're going to be at a different time next Sunday. Uh, we here on WGR are going to carry the uh, Red Sox-Yankees game from London uh, on e courtesy of ESPN Radio, and that is due to the time ch change of time zones uh, with London. It's like five hours ahead. That uh, game is on Sunday morning here on WGR. So because of that, we're getting bounced out of our normal time slot. And right now we're scheduled to be on at 1 p.m. on next Sunday, June 30th, 1 o'clock. From 1 to 2, we'll take you right up to the live coverage of the Cup race from Chicago next week. Now, however, 
if you tune on, tune in next Sunday at one o'clock and I'm not on, then something came up that I couldn't get out of and couldn't make it here to do the show, uh, whether a family thing comes up or, or something. So um, if I'm not on at one o'clock, you know why something came up and I couldn't come in to do the program. But either way, don't tune in at 11 next Sunday because I definitely won't be on the air. But uh, we should be on next Sunday at one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, to lead you right into coverage of the cup race from Chicago. And again, that's because uh, we'll have Yankees Red Sox from London here on WGR uh, next Sunday morning. So adjust your calendars and, uh, you know, be in front of your radio or radio.com app at the uh, right time next Sunday. And I apologize in advance if something comes up where I can't do the show next Sunday, but uh, I'm at least partially committed to being here at Sunday at one o'clock, but uh, you never know what happens uh, with uh, everything going on with uh, having a family. So, Hopefully we'll talk to you next Sunday. If not, we'll definitely talk to you in two weeks at our normally scheduled time of 11 a.m. So thank you for listening. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you hopefully next Sunday at 1 o'clock here on WGR. Fast Track with Dave Buchanan is brought to you by Genesee, the official beer of Watkins Glen International. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.